Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy friday to you august 18th 2023 this is kentucky roll call on big x sports roll radio 96.1 fm 1450 a.m tj walker nick roush and justin kalen hope you're having a great start to your morning nick roush how are you i'm all right Ra- happy it's friday happy um happy to get yesterday over had one of those days of just uh, nothing seriously bad happened a lot of minor inconveniences but we're bouncing back and we're going to finish strong on Friday. Just kick off the weekend uh, the right way. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. Scoots, how, how, how's things going over there in Indiana? Is, is everything working today? Everything is working, yes. As far as I know, everything is working. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm outstanding. I, I did the thing last night. I slept with my windows open. And boys, let me tell you, probably the best sleep I've had in five years. Incredible. Slept through the night, so I'm I'm feeling re- I'm reared Whoa. up, ready to go today. Kiss my ass, Scoots. Just you can suck it. Whoa, well, yeah, that seems rude. I mean, I had like one of the worst nights sleeping, so I'm very envious. You very must jealous. have not had your windows open. No, um, yeah, it was it was bad. I don't know what it is, but like once every few months, as I'm trying to lay down to go to sleep, whatever's in my like junk is in my head just starts dripping down and i just had to uncontrollable trying to go to sleep early instead it was like an hour and a half of uncontrollable cough Ooh, so that's that, no good yeah yeah that that was unfortunate Recl- and then it turned into recliner sleep and now my back hurts so yeah it just not great bob not great sorry to hear that happy to hear that out of your corner there scoots always good to get a good night's sleep uh thursday for me busy busy work day but I met with some friends in one fantasy league to draw for draft spots. In that league, it's a pod draft system. So based on where you finished last year, you're kind of bracketed in. If you don't make the playoffs, you're guaranteed one of the top four picks. If you make the playoffs but lose your first round game, your picks between five and what eight. And then if you play for money, which third place p- plays for money in our league, 
then so if you're basically if you're top four, then you get the worst picks. And so we kind of pot it that way. So in a keeper league, we want the worst teams to get the best picks uh, because their teams aren't very good. So I got the top pick in my pod. I was in the second pod, so I got the fifth pick. I'm pretty happy about that. So nice little Thursday night on my end. I'm really starting to get excited for fantasy football. I'm really kind of starting to like pay attention and read articles. And I don't have any drafts until Labor Day weekend. The third, well, actually, the Thursday night before our scramble, I've got a draft. So that's probably not going to make me the most energetic for that Friday scramble, but I'll be ready. I'll be ready to go. And then I've got my other draft that after the scramble, that Friday. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a busy Labor Day weekend when that rolls around, but I'm really getting the football itch. We're getting closer and closer to college football getting started and high school football, as we talked with Corey Price yesterday, that gets underway today. Actual, meaningful, real games. And you can listen to Big St. X on the Big X with John Spears on the call later tonight. Uh, who do they have? They Floyd Central. Floyd Central, yep. yep. Yeah. I was Should just be driving a over Floyd Central yesterday. Um, should probably be a beatdown, right? Oh, yeah. They should win by a million. Um, Scoots, when are Indiana teams going to start caring about the sport? Uh, high Never. school football? Yeah. We care about it. I, I've actually got a game tonight as well on WFIA. Thanks for the shout-out, guys. 94.7 if you're trying to why hear some. We, why would we shout-out another station? It's our sister station. Mm, no. It's, it's, it's our, part part of the whole media conglomerate. But anyways, step, I've got sister station. I've got a fantastic game tonight, Battle of 403, Silver Creek in Charlestown, and – Nick, I would venture to say Charlestown cares a little bit about football. They had a great year last year, expected that to do a lot of really good things again this year. But that should be a fun one they? tonight. So, yeah. But are they good, though? They are good, yeah. Their quarterback had, I want to say, like 2,800 passing yards last year. He comes back. So, yeah, it should be a fun fun night tonight. I think the Pirates win easy. I ultimately think that's what happens as well. But we'll see. Also, Scoots, are you familiar with New Washington? I am. Yeah. They kind of had a pathetic athletic campus when I was driving around out um, there yesterday. Everything about New Washington is pathetic. I, I mean, they've they've had a come up here as of late. But I remember when I was in high school, New Washington was the school that if we were going to play them in baseball, we just knew it was going to be like 20 to 2. So, wow. yeah, r- really nice. enjoyed playing New Wash. Yeah, the Mustangs. The New the, Washington yep. Mustangs. Absolutely. I was, by, I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard of this school before they're, but they're a more tiny, like old Washington they're like they're a 1a school if I'm not mistaken so a little bitty school gotcha gotcha yeah good 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 Washington so, joke there Roush <laughs> I've got a I've got a question for you though TJ because you mentioned uh so you mentioned fantasy football I just I don't care that much about fantasy football like I, I'm a very casual player I just do everything traditional there's nothing I don't do anything fun with my leagues I just have two of them do my drafts have you know it's fun but my problem how, how do you how do you go about your your fantasy football research cuz like for me some of it's just like well like last year my one smart thing was Christian Kirk when the Cardinals signed him I was like let's or excuse me when the Jags signed him they paid him a bunch of money people were talking about him being overpaid I was like I think he might just have a good year for him being the guy for them. That was my one take, and it was good. It was strong. I just knew that, though, from keeping up with stuff and like that that being a 
the Jags overpaid for players was like a off-season storyline because that's what I follow. So, like, how do you go about studying up and finding these sort of players? What's your process for finding some guys that might be maybe some gems in, in later rounds? Well, for the record, whatever process I do, it's not – a great one. I've, I haven't won a fantasy football championship since 2011, I believe. Uh, it, it's it's been it's been a while. I've been competitive. I've, I've knocked on the door before, but don't don't have much to to show for it besides uh, a couple runner ups and some third place finishes. So I may not be the person to even listen to on this. It's not like I go in and dominate my leagues on an annual basis, but I am still to this day like a good old fashioned fantasy football magazine guy, like take me to the store. Let oh, me pick wow. out a fantasy football magazine. I, and mainly it's for like cheat sheets reasons. And one thing that I do is in our keeper league, it's nice to have, and you can print off a cheap sheet too. You don't have to get a magazine to get a hard copy of one, but in our keeper league, it's nice to have something physical that you can hold and be like, all right, this person's kept, this person's kept, this person's kept. And then you look at what's left over, and then you can kind of start to get a better idea of who's going to be around at pick number five and who could potentially be around on the backside there with that pick, which would be, what, like pick number 20th or something, 19th in that ballpark. You get a better idea of that. So I'm still a good old-fashioned magazine guy, and I'll read some of the articles or at least go through their rankings of top-tier running backs and whatnot. And then besides that, Roush, it's mostly just like Twitter – Ball camp, what are the NFL beat writers saying about their teams? Who are, and this is more for like later rounds in fantasy drafts, but you know, who are some of the rookies that are really standing right, out? Right. And then who are some of the like the new faces with new teams that are really making an impression? And then similar to what I try to do with like UK football and UK basketball, I try to find it some, and also pretty similar to what you were describing with Kirk there, but like I try to find somebody that I may have just seen like two tweets about where it's like this person made an unreal catch and it's really stood out, but it's not somebody that you draft until like the eighth or ninth round. And I just try to get that person in my head and then I end up probably taking said person too early, but then that will be like my little, my secret stash, the one that I was most excited about. Um, and, and then you kind of root for that guy as your season goes on. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. So to answer your question, magazines in the old tweeter or X Man. or whatever you want to call it magazines is i did not expect that i just don't um i wish there was a way for me to differentiate like rankings with some of the stuff and uh, I, you know it's I, I like the strategy of collecting a bunch of rookies in later rounds and just hoping that one or two of them hit um it, it typically works for me but like you tj i'm like a consummate fourth place finisher it's so frustrating just like just being good enough and then um uh not not but not good enough to 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 play for a championship like making the playoffs maybe winning the first round or losing the second but it's just can't can't seem to put it completely together and um i i still remember getting bullied by a group of people when i drafted derrick henry and it was it was like before he became the derrick henry we know and about halfway through the year he turned it on but it was already too late like I mean, he was good at the end of the year, but my team had stunk too much. But I, I at least had some foresight there. So, just, just not enough. Not Trevor's enough. Trevor Kelsey's fantasy football strategy is he just does so many drafts that by like the end, 
he's really experienced and where to expect players to go or not. Uh, and that's another, in all seriousness, that he does so many drafts that I do imagine that he probably gets some sort of benefit over other people in his leagues because he'll do like 15. That's not a joke. He's in like 15 fantasy leagues, uh, just hilar- like a hilariously stupid amount that if it was anything else, like if somebody else was in just like a different scenario, Trevor would just criticize that to no end. Um, but for this, he says it's fun, it's cool. He doesn't mind that he has players going against each other in pretty much any and every matchup that he goes against. But I will do the mock drafts. Like, I will go – Yahoo has a platform for it. I think ESPN has a platform for it. I will do some mock drafts as well. I'll usually try to get in a couple of those just to get an idea of how things are going to play out. The mock drafts on those platforms are a lot tougher to do for a keeper league because then you like, all right, well, my first right. team, I want to get my keepers – and then you kind of have to hope that everything else goes somewhat to chalk, and it's it's a little too hard to really replicate. But for just a standard reset league every year, you just get a new team each and every year. Those mock drafts are really helpful if you know what pick you're going to be. And I got fourth pick in one league, and I got fifth pick in the other league. But again, one being a keeper, basically in a keeper league, at least our keeper league, you keep two people, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You keep two people. You don't get a benefit if you keep one. Uh, you You just keep two. So you're basically starting with like the third round when that draft actually starts. So I'm pumped about it, though. And and the more fantasy talk you get, the the more closer you are to actual football, which people forget NFL uh, Sunday ticket is now on YouTube TV. So as a YouTube TV user, I'm excited about it, but I have not made the decision if I'm actually going to get it or not. It's, It's expensive to get every single NFL game on your TV for the duration of the season. And they're offering some special packages like $50 off and stuff like that. But I just wish I could look, if this was like the Packers three years ago, I'd, I'd do a no brainer. I would get this the Sunday ticket, but if green Bay is going to be good and competitive, I think I want it. If they're not, then I won't care just to go to a bar and like, you know, watch the first half or go to the bar and watch the second half, watch, listen to the first half on the radio, then go. I just want to know if they're good, Roush, and that makes it a little more tricky. Yeah, I still am just way too cheap to, I I will never buy the NFL Sunday ticket. I'm good with red zone. Like just, just give me the red zone and I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, Cause that, that's, if I, I'm just, I'll be happy if I can get one window on NFL Sunday, where it's just like, ah, just give me the one o'clock, three hours, boom, all of the moving and shaking. I'm I'm happy, um, and I, I like the. It feels like things go a little bit faster too. Whereas, like, if you did the Sunday ticket, it's a little bit. I, I like the four square feature they did for the NCAA tournament, but there is somewhat of work. Like, if you want to hear the sound on one, or if it's like, ah, oh, well, these aren't the four games that I want. Let me try switching over. Um, because that game is getting a little bit more exciting. Like Red Zone just delivers for me. It's the greatest TV product ever created in the history of humankind. I, I don't. I whoever did that really does. Like they need to have. Like they need to get a medal or something. Or like we name airports after famous people. Somebody, whoever invented the Red Zone, they need to to get an airport named after them. Nobel Prize, all of the above. They might be the greatest human to ever live. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like thousands of people that are like, Red Zone was actually my idea. You can ask Bobby and Tommy, but we <laughs> were at shenanigans, and I came up with, we were 12 pitchers deep, and I came up with this idea 
I'm sure there's a ton of people that think they do. Whoever actually went ahead and executed it, like whoever went ahead and made it a reality, I agree. Let's we can name an airport out for them. There's plenty of airports to go around. Most of them have done dumb names. Just call it the Red Zone Airport, invented by Craig. Uh, I'm cool with that. That would be fine with me. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you. Like Red Zone is enough for me. Um, it, it's just really got me itching for Sundays now. Just even thinking about it, but. Having the Sunday ticket feels like you have a lot of power in your hands. First it's off, true. you're yeah. more popular with your friends. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. more people are like, oh, you mind if I come over and watch this game? <laughs> like, you know what, buddy? I sure as hell don't. Come on over. I oh, man. Beer, I, I know. Food. <laughs> and so you're like a little more popular. There's nothing wrong with that. But for out of market, like not being able to watch the Packers on a Sunday stinks. And I'm lucky that Green Bay is on primetime just about as much as any team, or at least through my lifetime that's been the case. Maybe a few exceptions here or there, but I've been pretty fortunate that they're on TV a lot. But when they're not and there's no way to watch them, that is kind of a crappy feeling being like, all right, I either have to go somewhere and, you know, like sit on a bar stool or sit on a chair for three hours, or I've got to listen on radio, which I don't mind, but sometimes it's just like, eh. But I guess you're just not a big enough Pittsburgh Steelers fan to really care. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> boo, yeah, uh, doing a little ribbon. Uh, I, I know, but like that—that that's part of my problem. But I know exactly what you're talking about, though, TJ, because everybody, everybody's got the NFL Sunday ticket friend. <laughs> they do. They really. They do. do. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but I'm pumped. It'll be here before we know it. High school football tonight. I think later in the show, we may just rattle through a couple of the high school football games of interest, maybe local and just throughout the state. If there's any that you want us to discuss or touch on, feel free to text it into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is just the best way to get your day started right. The best way to get your Friday started right. You made it through the entire week. I think this week went by somewhat quickly for me, but uh, it doesn't matter if it went by quickly or slowly. We're all here at the same time. So go to Thornton's, reward yourself for making it, get yourself a donut, get yourself some fresh fruit, get yourself a delicious breakfast sandwich, maybe a spicy chicken biscuit. They've got it all at Thornton's. Check them out today. You'll be glad that you did. Refreshing your rewards members save money each and every time they're at the pump. So download that Thornton's app. It's really cool. And we'll be back for another segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. If that doesn't get you pumped up for a Friday morning, I don't know what will. Happy Friday to you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. On your Friday morning, we are two weeks away from the Big X Sports Radio Kickoff Classic Golf Scramble. 
Year number two, last year was an absolute blast. We can still take teams, although, you know, we're running out of time. So email bigxscramble at yahoo.com September 1st at Elk Run. It's going to be a lot of fun. And shotgun starts right around 9.15, right when we get off the air. We'll be doing the show out there, and we're really looking forward to it. Two weeks away from today. In the meantime, Roush, the Kentucky State Fair has started. Yesterday, I think, was day number one. A lot of radio shows going to be out at the State Fair. Not us, though. Not us. Nope, nope. Um, we will not be at the studio either. Uh, gotta can't can't risk it there. But uh, we are rocking and rolling now. Excited? Did you? Uh, I, I I know your wife is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Did she stay up late and watch the Brownies and the Eagles last night? No, but when we were drawing for draft spots last night, it was on at the bar, and it was like what was the score at one point? Like five to three, and then like eight to five or eight to three or something. It was funny scores, so I didn't I didn't really watch it, but it was on. I did notice a yeah. I love a good wonky score. It started out as two nothing, for fun fact. So yeah, I I had it on a little bit. I had to turn it off. It was not good football. Well, not good football at it, all. It ended in an 18-18 tie. Um, what? Because the Browns kicker, Cade York, uh, from LSU, I believe, he had a chance to give the Browns the lead with a 47-yard field goal, about a minute 55 to play. Pushes it right, but there's a penalty flag on the play. He gets to re-kick it. Hooks it left on the next play. So... Um, yeah, Browns might be looking for a new kicker. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Hey, good to figure that out in the preseason, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe this tough. was already like a backup kicker that they were just trying out or something. Here's your shot, kid, and you blew it. Could yeah. be one of those could be one of those situations. Thing is, he's got a big leg and he I think he hit like a 60 yarder as a rookie. But um what's, what's his name? Cade York. Oh, Cade York. Okay. Familiar. He definitely. He did – something's going on between the ears, though, um, and that's just a nightmare scenario. But you're right. At least it is the preseason. Um, but I have a feeling – I have a feeling it's not going to fare well for him once the action starts this year. Um, yeah, it's not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. What is great, though, Roush, is seeing Barry on Brown back at practice, according to a U.K. tweet. Yeah, he was suited up in pads on Saturday for the scrimmage, but did not actively participate in it. Um, and then we, uh, I, he, he's been practicing throughout the week, but we got, we finally got our first big highlight that UK release, mm -hmm. confirming he's all the way back. He's, he's good as new, as one Woo! might say. Um, there's also uh, Jordan Dingle, uh, it was suited up back at practice yesterday so that's good he's i mean he missed the entire spring so um you know i i know mark stoops said at the jump of camp there'd be some soft tissue minor injury stuff but you always worry about those guys who had to miss all the spring when are they going to get there uh quill saunders was the same way i'm not sure if he's been back yet or not but those were two guys that missed spring practice and hadn't started practicing at fall camp yet but uh dingle he was back in action uh yesterday so, good news. Good sign uh, all around. I don't say this to Jinx and potentially, possibly even to reverse Jinx, those that follow 
the labyrinth of the Jinx saga. Uh, but like, it's just almost every day, Roush, I'm waiting for the bad injury news with UK football. It, because it happens every year. It happens every offseason or every fall camp. I mean, at some point going into the season, you somebody that we're expecting either great things out of or even somewhat decent things out of, we get a name, sometimes even multiple names. And so far, not that there hasn't been news and there hasn't been a medical redshirt, you know, there's been some stuff, but so far so good in that regard. But every day it feels like I'm walking on pins and needles. Yeah, um, but I, 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 I mean that's just football, though, TJ. It's it's okay. You don't need to. You don't need to be that nervous, buddy. But, it's, but it, sure, it is just football, and every team's going to have injuries. And Kentucky will, whether they get it in a fall camp or they get it once the season goes on. But like it, it's it's such a game changer because it is just football. But some teams don't experience star players going down, or some teams experience multiple star players going down. There's, you, you know, you could, if you work hard, you practice hard, you train hard, you study hard, you're probably going to be a good football team, or at least you're going to be a prepared football team. And that's what separates a lot of teams on Saturdays. The work that you put in in the offseason, the practice that you put in during the week, that's what kind of can separate teams on Saturday, mostly talent, somewhat coaching, but your preparation is a big deal of it. But like injury is just such a random fastball that can go into any sport, obviously, but especially football, because some teams deal with it worse than others. Some can get by, get somewhat really fortunate with injuries. Totally agree with you that you're right, that it's going to happen with every team. But it just seems like in the Stoops era, it's always been, even before the games start, it's just like, well, cross that guy off. And you're right. That happens other places. My point is, so far, we're doing all right here. We're doing all right here. And if we go into the season feeling like we're at full strength, that's going to be something that we really haven't had at UK football for, I mean, maybe there's been one or two exceptions over the last six years, but it almost just seems like every fall camp you get one press conference and it's just, oh man, it doesn't really matter what else is said the rest of this press conference. The opener about so-and-so being hurt is your lead story for the day. So hopefully we don't have that. We're getting closer and closer, but I've I've enjoyed that, but I'm I am scared. I am nervous. I'm not going to lie to you, Roush. Well, we got um, one more scrimmage tomorrow. That's the last sort of I, I don't want to say it's the last stand, but like that's the opportunity, the the, the last great opportunity for that, TJ. Um, but it was it was fun to hear the guys talk yesterday, though. About I mean, tackling's kind of a big deal. <laughs> For, for football teams across the country, but they don't, you don't practice tackling anymore. You butt up, um, you'll do drills that simulate it, but actually tackling Kentucky's only going to do that twice in a month before their first game. So there's a little bit of nervousness that comes with that. Um, and Brad White liked how they performed last Saturday. Um, and you know, all, all the players, they had some good quotes. I, I appreciated though, that JQ Hardaway said that before the scrimmage to get them ready, that Chris Collins was just using reverse psychology, just like on film when they would have a quote unquote tackle, he's like, Oh, you're not making that in the game. Like that's not a tackle. That's not going to be. So like he would just stop film and say like, eh, this ain't going to be a tackle. Just trying to take them off before the practice to get them to make sure they were firing all cylinders. And it sounds like they were. So I, I love that tactic. I love, I love that as well. In, in all seriousness, do you think that, 
given the schedule this season, UK is treating fall camp any differently. And what I mean by that is when you look at the season starting with Ball State, EKU, who is it, Akron, or who's the who's the A? Uh, yeah, Ball State, EKU, Akron. Yeah, okay. Uh, when you have those three games to start, I'm looking at the the schedule poster, and it's kind of far away from me, and I I, I, I can see that A. I see it. Okay. Do you, but, like, those are your scrimmages, kind of. I mean, they're real, and if things don't go right, then you're in big, deep doo-doo. But I just wonder if you treat the scrimmages, if you treat the fall work uh, a little differently because you know, hey, in these games, we should, while it could get hairy, uh, you don't want to disrespect these teams, we should be able to work out kinks and iron things out in these three games. These are our scrimmages. Or do they just treat it like any other normal year? You've got a routine. That's what you do. Um, a little bit of Bofa. I think more of it comes down to how you think, like, what do you think your team needs? Right. And that's going to vary year by year. Some years you're going to need more live action reps because that's just what, that's what they're telling you, right? How they execute. He's got a pretty experienced team. So I don't, I don't think Mark Stoops needs to run through, uh, the gauntlet in the preseason to make sure they're, they're ready for opening week. And yes, the schedule is definitely going to have something to do with that where, you know, like South Carolina, they're opening with North Carolina. They lose that game. Like, it, it, so it's, it's, I, I, so to answer your question, I think, yes, uh, TJ, but I don't think it's dramatically different one way or another. Um, early in Stoops is uh, the Stoops era. He did three scrimmages, but like they also kind of stunk and needed the three scrimmages. The injuries added up. They got better, so he doesn't he doesn't feel the need to to do that third one anymore. So, yeah, it, it, that's what I would do. I'd treat it a little differently. Like, let's not go maybe as hard in these scrimmages because I feel like you know once you all start hitting against Ball State, you can start you can really start hitting hard and going live. Where if you were starting out against a tough opponent in week one, you want those scrimmages maybe to feel a lot more like games. You're going to need them to feel a lot more like games. And again, I say no disrespect to to Ball State, EKU, and Akron, but it is. I mean, it is. It is a little disrespectful. I'm saying that you can do more practice stuff against those teams than you could if you were playing a Power Five team. And how often have we seen Florida? We've seen Florida in week two for UK football before, but. You've seen SEC opponents in the first three weeks for UK schedule a lot of seasons. This year, a little different, and we know how tough the back half is. So hopefully you can maybe take advantage of that front half and be a little bit healthier and be a little bit more refreshed maybe going into the season. I don't know. I'm trying to spin zone a little bit here, but it is just right, a, right. It's a, it's, it is a unique start to the season. I, um, I, I did find a few other things that were – Noteworthy from practice yesterday, aside from just the, the tackling fuel. I, I just got that in my head once they started. I just immediately went to the Bobby Boucher tackling fuel um, when they kept talking and talking and talking about it. But if it, it's pretty clear that uh, it's pretty clear, I had a little something in my throat there. It's clear that Maxwell Harrison is going to be a starter this year. So now it's all about like how much. How good can J.Q. Hardaway and Jordan Robinson be where on third downs in an obvious passing situation against pass-heavy teams, are they confident enough in those guys to slide it? Drew Phillips down slot corner, uh, and are they going to move Jalen Geiger in? There's also, like, corners rotate. So 
they they it's it's good to hear they're confident about two other and the other part too is good to hear him feel pretty good about Keaton Wade, but Keaton Wade, like it was a good and bad thing where Brad White was comparing him to Josh Pascal, which is a good thing, but the way he compared him to him, it's like sometimes Keaton's just a robot and we need him to be a football player. Like he it's almost like he follows the rules too much. Sometimes he needs to just see ball, hit ball. So um, and he needs to play with a little bit more of an edge. And that was that was similar to Pascal, where they're both really good kids, right? Like just great guys. But sometimes they just need to be a little bit crazier and need to be a little bit more loose cannon on the field. So uh, those are my, my two biggest takeaways yesterday from uh, our, our, our meetings with the defense after Kentucky football practice. All right, and exciting stuff. It's getting a little bit closer to – the the real the the real stuff. Uh, what week one or week zero football game are you most excited about, Roush? Um, North. So the the real answer for me is North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, but I also just want to see Graham Mertz like be terrible. So like, there's there's part of me like that that's that's bad on my like it. Like I, I feel like I'm I'm building myself up for bad karma by doing so. But playing that game out at Utah, like we're going to get some cool sights. That's a Thursday night. And I believe South Carolina, North Carolina is Saturday. Um, but first and foremost, North Carolina, they're just so volatile under Mac Brown. I don't really know if we're going to get the good version of them or the bad version. Is Drake May going to be a legit Heisman contender or not? I think he's going to be able to score a lot of points. And the other part of it, South Carolina, you know what? They're great at distracting you on social media. And it does – I know that I sound like just a hater when I say this, but, like, I, you know, I've followed the SEC Network on Instagram. They're sharing – South Carolina did the wa- the rubber band to the watermelon thing as, like, a team bonding thing post-practice. It's a great distraction from the fact that they have they, – they've, they've started two – got two new starting tackles – from the the two that they started camp like a week ago. So they let media into a couple practices. They're, they're using two more offensive tackles. It's just, I don't know how, it sounds like that's just such a mess. And we thought Kentucky's last year was bad. Like that could be, I, I just everything I hear and see, it could be a complete disaster for South Carolina. But like, I, I just, I'm still a little nervous. Like there is a chance though that Spencer Rattler, and having the pro style system, quarterback whisper, Dow Loggins, like you know, may, maybe it does work out, and he has a great day against North Carolina's crappy defense. Like that might make me pump the brakes a little bit on my hate because, like, everything about what I'm seeing and hearing from the South Carolina football team. I mean, TJ, their starting running back is a guy that played quarterback, and he started his career as receiver. Played, he has starts at quarterback. Beat North Carolina the last time they played him in a bowl game two years ago in the Belk Bowl, and now he's going to be their first team running back this fall. So, like, that sounds like a disaster, but, like, what if it what if it does hit? I don't know. North Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. A couple other ones just to get you even more excited for, for week one. The Sunday of Labor Day weekend, LSU-Florida State, the Camping World that, kickoff game. That should be, be a fun game, yeah. Last year's was chaos. <laughs> it was absolute chaos. Uh, in week one, Virginia-Tennessee, 
Tennessee's oh huge favorite. They're going to win by a million points. Virginia's had some successful or some okay teams in the past five or six years, but it seems like they're really moving in the wrong direction. I'm weirdly excited for Colorado to go to TCU. It's at the same time as the UK game, so I probably won't see a second of it. But uh, I'm I'm somewhat excited for that one as well. I agree you, with you about Florida, Utah. That's going to be a good one on Thursday night to get the weekend started. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But, right. Uh, there, Did you, you know, know West, uh, West Virginia, Penn State, if if West Virginia just gets their gets beaten down badly, Neil Brown may not even survive the season. I'm not saying they'd fire him after one game, but like he, this is it for him unless he's good. Uh, if they could start the season with an upset against uh, an upset against Penn State, that'd be ginormous. But I don't think that's going to happen. They're 21 point underdogs. There's people talking about Penn State winning the Big Ten. Like that's a that's good. That's like a trendy, not Michigan or Ohio State um, kind of pick. And you can say that any year, but um, it feels like they've got some good juju going uh, at Penn State. So that's yeah, that's definitely going to be a, a, a tough opener for touchdown Neil Brown. Um, did you know that the Colorado win total is only three and a half this year? Oh wow, I did not realize that. No, that's, I, not, that's not good for our guy Cabassier Smoke. Well. I just so they play eleven Power Five opponents, and TCU and Nebraska are their out of conference uh, games. So, like you know, playing defending national champs and an old traditional rival that, um, yeah, it's first year head coach, but still, it's Nebraska. But I, I'm I was just shocked when Luckett shared that the other day with me that there wasn't more hype. Like I, I would have figured. They would have been trendier as that sort of pick. So that was surprising. I ain't the, the the over has is like plus one fifteen. So I I sprinkled some on that over yesterday when I was in Indiana. Uh, here's a fun. This could be a fun week zero game to circle. TJ uh, Rich Rod, he's at Jacksonville State now. He he did remember he was at Louisiana Monroe when they came to Lexington. So he's done some stints as offensive coordinator. He's the head coach now at Jacksonville State that made a jump from the FCS to the Sun Belt, and they're opening against UTEP. That that's going to be a fun. That could be a fun uh, week zero game. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy are the 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 big one. They're the first game of the year. They're playing that game in Ireland, but UTEP Jacksonville State will kick off right after that at five thirty. Um, the ESPN game is New Mexico State versus. UMass, I don't think that's going to be very entertaining. I don't think Vanderbilt, Hawaii will be either. But UTEP, Jacksonville State has a chance to be fun there on, on week zero. Looking looking forward to all of it, and Scoots is probably just shaking his head. How do you boys not mention Indiana, Ohio State? Nobody should be looking forward to that. Are you kidding me? How are you going to just what, – what's – What's Scoots' reaction going to be when you turn on that game and you hear the da, 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 da. I mean, I'll be uh-huh. I'll be excited for about the first half quarter when we're losing seventeen nothing, and then I'll probably turn it off if we're being honest. I'm looking forward to the Twitter outrage when they see Indiana hosting like what what is it alumni field or alumni stadium or Memorial Stadium Memorial, Memorial yeah yeah whatever boring generic ass name that they gave to their field. Um, I'm looking forward to just all of the disgust on Twitter when they're like, this, this is awful. Why? Cause we got some of it yesterday there. That, that song has no business being associated with that football game. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to, I'm going to 
watching that LSU Kentucky recap that we did a week ago. Uh, just it's, I'm gonna miss SEC on CBS. It's not gonna feel right without it. <sighs> when that day comes, yeah. it's really really disappointing. And it, it, it's kind of weird, you know. The SEC doesn't seem to make a ton of missteps. Was this a misstep? Not signing on with CBS moving forward. Man, so here's one thing that's like a positive though that I we're, we're I'm. Did not know that it was going to reach this unintended consequence, but the good thing about ESPN taking care of every single SEC game starting in 2024, they're going to schedule the game times for at least the, like, instead of finding out, so we have we have the first three weeks of Kentucky football kickoffs, and then we won't know until Monday at noon, the week prior, when every kickoff's going to be. They're going to give us the first six weeks of games, if not more, uh, like in July. They're, we're going to know kickoff times now. So you, where, where it's really handy is like that Vandy road trip because that's a game that you can – if you know it's a noon or a seven, you, you, you can do the one-night road trip sort of deal. You can plan it out better. Uh, ESPN's going to they, – they'll probably have a few games flexed a few weekends flexed, but they plan on releasing almost all of the kickoff times in the summer. So you can plan ahead. And I just, I never thought of this, but uh, the Tennessee, the nil collective there, they're hosting a watch party at Neyland stadium for when the Vols travel to Florida week three, and you're going to be able to watch the game in the suites. And then the, the vault, the collective VIPs, they can even go down on the field. Um, I, I'm usually pretty anti those kind of parties, but as far as a nil fundraiser, that's a great idea, TJ. And it's something you can only do if you know in advance when your your team's playing. So you can schedule all this stuff, promote it, and kind of get the word out there. So that that's something that um, you can look towards in the future as a potential positive um, with the SEC being exclusively on ESPN. I thought you were going to be like, we need to – go in there as VIP, sabotage the place, let off stink bombs, stuff like that. But no, I see what you're saying. You're actually complimenting Tennessee. Uh, now any revenue streams, I think, are creative creative ideas. There's no chance in France I'd ever go watch a UK road game by going to Kroger Field to watch it. Like, just I would much rather go to a friend's house or go to a bar or something like that. But that being said, I'm sure there are thousands of people that would like to go to Kroger Field if just given the access and the possibility to go down on the field and watch the game so that's if it works and they're making money then uk needs to think of also creative ideas to make money and more and more places are going to be doing things similar to this or creative ideas similar to this and you just hope kentucky's going to continue to be creative but good for tennessee but you're not catching me dead at an empty stadium on a saturday to watch a football game sorry what am i a uh, ball fan <laughs> That was pretty good. I, I I would if you said I could pay. Now this is if I'm living in Lexington too. But if it was like fifty bucks to the collective for all you can drink, and I'm hanging out in the Loge Lounge or whatever at Kroger Field, whatever that I don't know what they call that thing anymore. They sell it to sponsors every year, but like, I mean that's basically going to the bar. Um, you're just doing it at, at the Croak. Could be fun. If you had like a good group, sure, it could be fun. But like, I don't yeah. think it'd be fun if you're just like, hey, Brooke let's go up here like yeah, you know you yeah. would run into people you know but 
I, I would need a I need a good crew to go with. And then in that case, sure. But it, I think it'd be fun because of the people I'm with, not because I'm like on the field at Kroger Field. Uh, but True. maybe, maybe not. And I still, you know, I haven't been, I've never been in the, like the Keeneland, the blue area suites underneath there. It's pretty um, awesome. Yeah. I, it's, it's, yeah. I think uh, I went once when they like opened it, but I've never been when it's actually operating, when it's in use. I've been to some of the other suites and stuff like that, but uh, it may be cool to check that out as just, hey, normal people. You want to see how the rich and famous watch the cats right. on Saturday? Yeah, uh-huh. me, I do, me. Uh, that being said, anytime my buddy with a suite invites me, I'm just like, "Yep, I'm in. Don't, I don't, don't care about the kid. I'll be there." Um, um, I, nice. I did want to. It's a fun way to watch a game. While while we're at it, let's go ahead and uh, promote the the the. They're calling it blitzing the borough, TJ. It's uh, they're doing a fan fest at Owensboro Sports Center next Saturday. The 15 Club is putting it on. About half of the football team is going to be there, including. Barry on Brown, Devin Leary, Deion Walker, uh, Ray Davis. I think Dane Key's going to be it. But basically, you're they're, they're taking a show on the road for their last Saturday college football season. I believe it's one to five. If you're a member of the 15 Club, you get two complimentary tickets. It's 25 bucks for general admission, and kids under 12 get in free with a general admission paying adult. I, I went to that first 15 Club Fan Fest, TJ, and I admittedly was worried about it being lame. But, man, this is – I don't know about you, TJ. I stood in line to get Jeff Shepard's autograph back in after he won the national championship in 98. I was seven years old. I thought that was awesome, and this is like 100 million times better. Like, not only do they have, do they have like, the bouncy houses and like, – they had other stuff going on, but also, like, you get to actually interact with all these guys. Like, they take their time. Um, you're getting pictures with them. They're bust – like, it – it's really cool. So if you're in the area, this is your best chance to meet the Kentucky football team, and you're you're putting money directly in their their pockets. So if you're in the area, give it a shout. That's uh, next Saturday, the 26th, final Saturday, week zero of college football season, one to five at the Owensboro Sports Center. And Sounds with fun. That, let's get to the Thornton's text line, TJ. Five zero two. 414-1450. Thornton's best place to start your weekend off on the right foot. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe a wide willy donut. It, it's simply the best. Download the refreshing rewards app before you go. Save at the pump every single time you're at Thornton's. Uh, where did we stop on the text line yesterday? Did we get we didn't did we get through all the no way we got through we, all these texts? We, we make a mark where we stopped. I don't I don't think we did. No way Scoots wouldn't put a mark there. I never put the mark. That's your job. Yeah, I'm the producer. Let me do my producing. I'm the producer. Hang I'll on. Producer. I, I can tell you exactly where we're at. It was I, I know where it is because it was the South Georgia guys. Alex from Colga and South Georgia cat. That's right. Texture says, how much does a new mic cost? I'll buy one if it's not that bad. Uh, hey, that y'all have to deal with bad equipment. Yeah, I, I don't think it's – would a new mic even fix it? We don't even know. I don't think it's so much necessarily the new mic. It's like the installation of a new mic as well. Because like there's this other mic has worked for so many years. It probably is working today knowing how, how that stuff works. <laughs> I think just something needs to be like tinkered with that mic. And then it'll, it'll be back to working because it doesn't sound horrible, but it also didn't sound good. 
you probably need some new cords with it, new new connections for the mic as well. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do that, Texter, about 600 bucks, the ones we use. But, Texter, we appreciate you thinking about us, and that's nice. We want our equipment to work as well. It's all right. We'll still put on a product for you, regardless of how it sounds. A Texter says, John here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, I'm enjoying the show this morning. You should play a game called Guess What Room TJ Is In. Thanks for the hard work and dedication to put in the show. Tell me, in 18 holes of golf, what is your worst and best score you've ever done? I'll got to go talk to you later. Well, I know... Uh, that would Michael... be a fun studio game. I'll just go to different parts of the studio. You all have to guess. <laughs> Hide and seek. Um, I, Michael Block, he, his best score ever. I don't know. It was tied for the best score ever at Valhalla. Dude came for a practice round and shot a 63 yesterday. That's kind of cool. That's awesome, yeah. That's really cool. I think one time I shot like a 73 or 74 at Cherokee. That was sweet. That was what? Point eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. It was, it was awesome. It was really cool. I think I was like one over on the front and like maybe two over on the back or something. Oh, yeah. I was just and I was playing with like three other friends. We were all just in almost kind of disbelief with how well I was playing. I just didn't miss. I had like a birdie putt every hole, basically. And Cherokee is pretty short course. Um, but I was just hitting the ball straight that day. As long as you're straight at Cherokee, you're going to be okay. It's such a short course. But that would be my best score ever. And then my worst score, Junior Fall City qualifying back in like 2002. I think I shot like a 146 or a 148. Oh, my uh, God. Needless to, say, I was, needless to say, I was in the last flight. That's equally as incredibly bad. As the Cherokee like, was good. That's a real tournament. That was like the my first real tournament that I'd played in. I think maybe like only one of two. I think I did the Junior Fall Cities twice. And so, you ha- like, you know, every stroke counts. You can't cheat. You can't draw. You know, you like, so when you're counting actually every strokes and you're not good at golf and you're a seventh grader that's only been playing for a couple of years, uh, oh, yeah, those strokes can really add up quickly. And they did. Yeah. They really, just lose really a couple didn't. balls and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and there'd be like times where you just lose a ball in the rough off the drive, just like six feet in front of you. You'd just be like, oh boy. <laughs> but it also got to a point where it's just like when you're at stroke one hundred and eight, what's an extra thirty? You know, who really cares at that point? It's like, yeah, I lost my ball. I'm taking a drop. This is now shot number seven. Okay, I got a nine on this hole. Go ahead and mark me down. The other, but like there is, you know, you got to tell the other person you're playing with your score just because you need like a somebody when they sign the scorecard at the end yeah it was pretty embarrassing it was it was not uh, my best day of golf actually like after that i quit golf for a little while and very i wish i never did because i probably would be better today if i didn't and then i picked it up again in high school and was much better or got much better but mm-hmm. I, wish you? I, I wish i just never stopped I, I don't shoot 146s anymore so i at least got a little bit better mm um yeah i would have done that too though 13 years old playing that bad that's embarrassing so yeah i would have i would have I, I told my that. friends because they were kind of watching and they knew i sucked at golf anyways but they were like what'd you end up with i was like one they were like well no duh i was like four and they were like no no way a four one four what is it i was like six it felt a little like a game of price is right but yeah it was bad it was a bad bad round of golf i mean but the craziest part is just that you had to keep your score because I mean, I I don't I don't know how many rounds I've actually like kept score for myself. Like it's it's I could count them on my hands. I just don't. I rarely because like growing up, 
we would just end up playing match play, so it wouldn't. Um, yeah. You know, like it wouldn't completely ruin your day if you had a bad hole. So, like, I just, you know, if I was getting that bad, like, I just quit keeping score. Because like, uh, then it just ruins your entire golf experience. But uh, you can't do that in that uh, in that we'll instance. To, we'll have to get Scoot's answer to start hour number two because we are out of time for hour number one, the fun, quick first hour. Thornton's text line at hour number two. Get your weekend started the right way. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Check out ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses in all of the world. You'll get 25% off your final order when you put in promo code Big X at checkout. Shady Rays has physical location at Oxmoor Mall. Check them out. Uh, they're online browsing. It is such an impressive website. I say that frequently. But sometimes you don't want to have to wait a couple days to get your pair of Shady Rays. You can just head on into the physical store. I don't know if the promo code Big X will work at checkout at the physical store, but I think you should try it. I think just when they ring you up, be like, and my promo code is Big X. You know, I like people. That's actually a good point, Roush. All the people that when you go and buy like a piece of gum at a store now and then they turn the thing around and it's like tip 20%, 25%, 35%. They need to also have the option for a promo code on that thing where you can put in a promo code or just guess, see if you can get like a name for a promo code, right? We all do it. We've all done it where like you're checking out and it's like, do you have a discount coupon? And you're like, summer 23, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Oh, nothing going there. We've done it before. Let's not lie to ourselves. They need to have that at physical stores. And maybe if you use promo code Big X at the Oxmoor store, you'll get that 25% off there. But regardless, Shady Rays, they're the best. They they really are. There's no denying it. There's no denying it. They're simply the best. Um, TJ, I just had something come across my timeline during the top of the hour break that kind of threw me off for a second. And, like, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, we, we've got Brom hysteria in this town. We just do. I, I've, I've been around it quite a bit. This is new. Um, and this was a, a video of a, a powder puff game where uh, Jeff's daughter Brooke that they, they've got highlights of her playing powder puff on the news last night. They the news went to a 12 year old powder puff powder puff scrimmage, excuse me, to get highlights of Brooke throwing touchdown passes. Is that hmm. uh, awesome or weird? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. Cause like, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know how to react. I just, I did not expect to see that on my timeline this morning. Yeah. What outlet? Uh, Kent Taylor was there for WLKY. 
So, like, there's part of me where it's like, yeah, this is weird, but also, like, we should be celebrating the women in sports, too. And, like, it's cool that girls, more girls are playing football. Like, they've got a – the CSAA has a legit bona fide powder puff league. But also, Wait, like – That's kind of cool. Yeah, like, that – it is kind of cool, and that's a good way to expose it. But, like, also, are, are we are we just going to do this every time she does anything in the city of Louisville? Because that would, that would be a lot. Yeah, I guess that's that. There's the fine line right there. It's like, on the one hand, I didn't know that there was CSAA powder puff. So news going and covering that is cool. And I'm sure for like a lot of those girls to be like, turn on the news, Dad. We're we're our team's on there. That's going to be sweet for them. That, that I, I, you know, ultimately I'm okay with this. Just don't make it a habit to follow around Brahms' kids and family members, unless it's Nick Roush, in which case promotion, promotion, promotion. <laughs> you're not a kid yeah. but you are a family right member. right so, right well like, I, i'm gonna say this is okay i'm okay, okay with this okay. just don't make it a habit it is kind of yeah. weird it is kind of weird but if you're doing it under like the hey there's there's flag football for for gir- girls across the city look how much fun they're having oh and one of the players is the head coach you know if you do it in that light okay let's just you know let's leave it at that though the thing is, is she's going to be really good. So, like, she she's a good athlete. So, this is going to be a this is going to be a thing um, in the future. I just hope they aren't showing up to like every CSWA volleyball game. In ba- you know, like that. Yeah, it could get weird that way. But okay. Nevertheless, I digress. What's um? What else do we got to get to on today's show? Well, we have the Thornton's text line. I don't want to go into the weekend with stale, old, crusty texts. So that's I say- true. We get we keep at the text line. I've got a few other quick hitters that I wrote down. I didn't send it okay. to you all, uh, just because they're they're not the quick hitters. I want I want to be surprised too, TJ, because yesterday yeah. um, I was just like hitting refresh until like one p.m. yesterday, trying to find anything to talk about before football practice, and it was it was a wasteland of sports news. So, well, here's one yeah. quick hitter that I'll mention before we go to the text line is. Congrats, UK women's volleyball beat Western yesterday to get the season started. Four sets. That's a, that's good. That's fun. Yeah. At Rupp Arena. Yeah. Uh, Beers they're... at Rupp Arena, $9, but you can consume them. You could have had one yesterday watching the, the volleyball cats. Yeah, they have uh, some big games there, too. Pitt was in the Final Four last year. Um, they're, they're, there's, I, it's going to be a uh, – they're playing less home games. Um because of the thing, because they have to be at Rupp Arena with the Memorial Coliseum renovation, but they're they're saving up the good ones. They're they're bringing some big names in town. So if you want to go watch some high quality volleyball, they'll be at Rupp all season long. Is the U of L game in Lexington this year? It is not, uh, but I've got tickets to it at the M Center. <laughs> uh, they do, I guess, a handful. They're kind of similar as well, where they're doing like three games at the Yum, and Brooke got tickets to. To all of them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it to the the UK U of L one. Maybe she'll take. I would, take I would like to, to go to the ones. UK U of L game. Do you think Brooke can hook a TJ up? Uh, probably. Um, I I mean I don't think you can sit by us because somebody like she got somebody else to buy the tickets. So, but and yeah, we, we yeah we can make a night out of it. Well, TJ I, needs somebody to sit with, so I might as well go too. But you don't yeah. think my you don't think my wife would want to go watch her alumni volleyball I'll, team take on the Cats? I'll sit with you and your wife. That's fine. I'll I'll watch yeah. the baby. I, be a- I I think we make it a KRC and and couples date night. 
That'll be like the time that uh, Trevor went with Brooke and I to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which is, hila- which is a hilarious story that I don't think gets brought up enough. Yeah. Didn't he? He, 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 he did that with you, right? He sat in between Brooke and Roush. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, he did. I forget what movie it was, though. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too, is a very long movie. Like that. It's, <laughs> did he like, make any noises? Uh, probably, but it was, I mean, it was fine. It just got. That movie's good. There's just like a point where you're like, all right, is anything going to happen? Like, what are, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, I, I do. Gosh, now I want to know what movie it is. And there's no way that Trevor could help out until like 10 o'clock. Or, no, that's that's way too early. Yeah, way too Two early. o'clock. Excuse me. Two o'clock. Um, but yeah, he's he's done that. That's exciting. Um, all right. What were we talking about? Um, volleyball. Volleyball. You're you're correct. I'd like to go to that. That 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 would be a good time. That'd be fun. Uh, and if I remember correctly, I maybe took you and Brooke to a U of L basketball game. So maybe you owe me. I don't know. Okay. Who, who, who's who's I, really? I was that? there too. No big deal. A texter says, "Can we do a fundraiser?" Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the same text. It's a different text. Can we do a fundraiser to get you all some studio improvements? The show is much better when you all are together, but the current studio is just untenable. Uh, yes you can do a fundraiser for us uh, to answer your question yes the haircut looks part-time no it doesn't uh, who got it who's haircut my hair they're saying since my haircut lady was part is part-time my haircut oh, looks part-time wow. oh Scoot's yeah. part-time haircut my haircut looks full-time you can see Scoots on the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page. By the way, I got a haircut Wednesday, and nobody said a thing. Not a one person said a thing. Wife, coworkers, big ex coworkers, nobody. Nobody said anything about it. In our defense, you were wearing a hat yesterday. That's true, but it still looked a lot cleaner on the sideburns in the back. Mm. Yeah, I didn't notice. But, you uh, were sitting but in also, the... to your point, I wasn't in the same room as you all. Yeah, I had and... to do the show in the closet. You were sitting in the dark the whole time. Yeah, we couldn't see you. That's that's fair. All right, you all get a pass. Everybody else in my life, dead to me. Uh, Texter says, yes, Nick, they do. They're creepy old men who come in to get head massages, shampoo, and cut and moan the whole time. The owner has had to ask multiple guys not to come back. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. Wait, who I mean, wears this? At uh, the, like the beauty shop or whatever. His wife's a beautician. Oh, you know, it does feel nice to get a head massage. Yeah, but you just can't just like be weird about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like. A... <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like, I would love to have somebody um, shampoo my head, but you know, so you're on a tennis court you can moan all you want. You can sound like you're in the back room at Walmart's on scoots second shift. But when you're getting your head massage, you got to keep it all in. It's just, you know, you imagine for an old gentleman, the standards are kind of tough. What's acceptable. What's not acceptable. Oh, that's just, Mm. Yeah, a little creepy, a little creepy. Uh, Kirby on the Thorns text line says, "Morning." <laughs> it's, it's like the uh, Parks and Rec episode where uh, Ron Swanson has that corn cob. In oh his yeah, and he keeps getting <laughs> his, his shoes from. 
<laughs> that, that is a really good episode. Also, it's Andy Wright who gets it out. Right. But, like, <laughs> whoever thought to call that a corn? Like, that's such a weird name for a foot problem. You get oh, corns. Man. A texture so says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is from Kirby. Kirby says, morning, boys, with all the love talk, have to shout out my beautiful wife of 11 years today. She survived the UK-Wisconsin game with me having a complete mental breakdown after, so I reckon we both can get through anything together. Have a great day, gents. Uh, is, yeah, my, my wife also, we also survived a complete m- mental breakdown after the Wisconsin loss. That's, is that everybody's just like, you know, yeah. sample size in relationships? Ba- basically, they- if, you were, if you were with somebody <laughs> and you weren't married, like, in, you were dating at the time, if you survived that, like, you can survive anything in a relationship. It's like, does your husband ever get vulnerable with you? No, but I was with him when UK's perfect season. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't seen him cry in 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Sports are the best, folks. They're the absolute best. Another texter says, does Roush like rich men north of rich men? Mund. Rich Mund. Rich men. Rich rich what? Rich what? Hey, a week. I'll be in D.C. Uh, I like that. I like that song. I think it's catchy. Wait, that's the song "Rich Men North of Richmond." It, it's I, the "Rich Men North of Richmond" is a song. I think it's a catchy song. Although I put it on my Pandora, and I guess whoever sang it, like his next song came up after, and it sounded like he recorded it in a tin can. So I don't think this guy's very famous or popular, but this was just like a banger that made it through. I think it's pretty good. Scoots, you're a country music guy. He's definitely an emerging artist. Everybody seems to really like this guy. I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, he's he's been getting a lot of hype as of late. Something Owen, something maybe? No. Swanee, Samsonite, <laughs> Swanson. Close. Yeah, Newt started with an S though. Uh, but Roush, so you, Roush doesn't know the song texter, so he can't he can't answer it. Uh, I, but, I thought that you were talking about the I thought you were referring to like some Canadian hockey show that like people were very excited about on the internet, but I'm realizing now that that's like Letterkenny, something else. But yeah, no, don't don't know the song, but I do know. I did see the. Uh, <laughs> did you see the new alternate uniforms that Air Force put out yesterday? No. Well, they look sharp. They're honoring like many alternate uniforms that military academies use. They're honoring past uh, squadrons, units, etc. They're honoring World War II bombers. And in the graphic they used for the the Doolittle Raiders, um, it's headlines of the Tokyo bombs. Um, And yeah, just a lot of a lot a lot of people just thought that that was not uh, a lot of people got triggered over that. nuclear bomb that's yeah yeah that that's the road that's the direction that some took not like oh this is a cool uniform honoring people who ended the war in japan in the pacific uh, they went like oh new this is uh unhumanitarian how could you do the uniforms look cool yes or no yeah they're pretty cool they're like a chrome helmet with a cool logo on it very sleek very shiny yeah they're pretty neat then then we're all good U.S. Air Force tone deaf and the POTUS meets with the Japanese Prime Minister today. Ugh. Who said that? Uh, Novocaine 08. Uh, Jonathan said, delete this. Do better. 
Um, yeah, some weird ones. Uh, somebody, uh, there's a lot of people just poor taste blah 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 i like i did think it was funny when one person said the oppenheimer alternates just dropped which okay that that's a good joke which by the way did you did you ever go see that was it good yes solid it was awesome highly recommend okay very 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 good i do think you should see it in theaters but you'd be all right if you didn't yeah, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, I, I really it, like one of those movies similar to Top Gun, where it's just like, man, so much hype. Can it really be that good? And then you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, that was good. That was really good. Man, I'm just wondering, like, so you did early morning matinee, but like, oh, I yeah. don't. The thing is, it's probably best and easiest to do after kids go to sleep. But I don't know if I, I can't stay awake that long. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna figure this out. Well, every like nine minutes in the movie they just do the most loud insane thing so you can't you physically can't fall asleep during the movie because uh like they uh. i will say this probably what like my down like my biggest criticism with the movie is sometimes when they like show him thinking or like just have a train of thought it's all like the the nuclear combination of fire yeah. Just to like show like oh here's him thinking and then like go inside his brain and then they just do the loudest noises of fire it's really annoying you may say i didn't think fire made any noises it this one does makes a lot of noise very loud <laughs> that's that though great movie you need to see it i get what you're saying though it's like if right. we're not going to go to an 8 p.m showing am i going to be up till 11 30 right dark right. chilly cozy theater but hey i if, if if anybody can fall asleep during it it's my wife she's a skilled sleeper during movies i could also very fall skilled. asleep during it if the ACC brass had any brains, they would lobby for expanding the conference, but only if they got a new TV deal. Yeah, not sure that's how contracts work, though. So that's that can be tough. The way uh, that the national media tells it, Roush, is that the TV companies are the ones behind all of this. If you're mad about realignment, be mad at your local ESPN or whatever. Uh, do they not want Stanford and Cal in the ACC? Because don't you think that they would be – it just seems like we're kind of in a standstill here, and I can't really tell which interest is going to win out. Is it going to be like the Florida State and the Clemson and maybe just like rational thinking that we shouldn't have Stanford and Cal in the Atlantic Coast Conference? Or is it going to be pretty much everybody else that's like, no, we need strength in numbers. These are solid institutions. Let's be associated with them. And I almost think the standstill is probably just the TV deals. Like, do, does is anybody wanting to bite on a Stanford Cal ACC network? And my guess is the answer: there's just not a ton of interest in it. Otherwise, I yeah. think it would have already happened. See, I think that's what it is. It's like nobody really cares that much from the TV exec standpoint, and also the institutional value. The the <laughs> It's not financial, right? So, like, um, that from a financial standpoint, all the people pushing back against it, like they, they, they don't see the value, and they might even see more value in leaving and going somewhere else once they can. So, the current setup is that the Pac-12 wants to rebuild. Just like okay, with with whom, and also get get to work. 
because the deadline for like conferences for next year is pretty soon. Like what? Oh, conference? it's already it's already passed. Oh, it already happened. Yeah, that that yeah, that was the new. That was why people were talking about it. Like, two so are or they three just days gonna have ago. a four team Pac twelve next year? That's gonna be well, absolutely funny. The, a, go, the ACC deadline passed. I should say. I don't know what the pack. Like, I guess the Pac twelve. No, I think it's like an. In, I think there's an NCAA deadline, and it's either passed or it's coming up. Where it's just like for NCAA athletics, we need to like this is for the 2024 2025 athletic year. We need to know like this is what conferences will be. And they there's supposedly some cutoff. But if they only have a four team Pac twelve, I say we we have got to make it to the Pac twelve basketball tournament in twenty twenty five. Wonder where hmm. you do it. You probably just rent out like you could probably rent out that ballroom that Billy Gillespie played in, uh the, or signed us up for. He didn't actually coach in it. Cal coached in it down in Cancun. That'd probably be big enough for the four team Pac twelve tournament. Probably have plenty of room there. That's going to be interesting. Automatic bid for the winner of Washington State, Cal, Stanford, and who's the other one? Oregon State. Oh, gosh. The Beavs. Mm-hmm. Can't forget the Beavs. A texter says, TK, oh, Charlie's has a pecan chicken tender salad. Only place that I will order salad no matter what. It won't let you down. Scoot, don't you think that text message was maybe for Trevor Kelsey? It was, yeah. Did I send it over? Yep. Uh, yeah, Big Exports Radio Louisville, I did 844 yesterday. No, we could make fun of Trevor for not eating salad. I mean, Salad's it does, kind of gross, does, though. It doesn't really sound like a salad, though. Like It's like just chicken tenders with a little bit of leaves sprinkled in. And I pecans. Like I feel like Chick-fil-A does that, where like you can get some of their salads, and it's just like, this is four chicken tenders cut into smaller pieces. <laughs> I'm just eating chicken tenders on a bed of lettuce, which, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm not too proud. That sounds delicious, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. But, like, is it really, quote-unquote, a salad? <laughs> and you can get it actually a healthy salad, though, at Salsaritas. That's factually true. They don't hide. I mean, if you wanted to make it, like, more unhealthy, I guess you could, like, dump a ton of queso in it or something. But their taco salads are delicious. It's one of my go-tos when I get there because – Sometimes I go to the, well, I shouldn't say sometimes. I very rarely go to any other Mexican place, and it's usually by, like, necessity or I have to. But sometimes they're, like, lettuce that they have out there, their spinach. It looks kind of, like, frozen and gross and weird colors. Not at Salsaritas. Everything is fresh daily at Salsaritas. You're going to feel good about the stuff that you're putting in your body there. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, wildly addictive chips, hot and spicy salsa. Uh, really, the chips are addicting. Like, you get a bag of them, and before you know it, boom, the bag's gone. They're so light. They're so crunchy, so delicious, seasoned to just perfection. It's got me starving for some salsaritas, and there's no better way to get your weekend started off right with a salsaritas lunch or go there for dinner. Perfect for the kids. Covered patio in St. Matthews. Let them run around. Uh, if you're going to a high school football game, it's the perfect quick bite before you go. And there's also a Salsaritas out there in Middletown. It's got a drive-thru. Check them out today. We love Salsaritas. You will as well. Fellas, do you want to take our last commercial break, come back, and wrap up this week of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio? Let's do it. Let's do it to it. That's what we'll do. We'll be back.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. We appreciate you listening and spending some time with us. The start of the high school football season a little later on. We may roll through a few games, make some predictions. Uh, I think the, the Rutherford Show, I think they do like a picking contest with high school games. I don't think we're going to do a contest, but... We may rattle a few off here and there. It was fun having some trivia with Corey Price yesterday. If you didn't hear that podcast, go back and listen to it. Uh, and Thornton's text line texts are a lot of a lot of fun. We're going to get to those. USA basketball plays Greece today. It's an exhibition game, but still, good opponent. Going to get a good idea of what the the best of the best at the World Cup's going to look like. The basketball World Cup, that is. So. That's at noon if you're looking for a little lunchtime basketball action. This USA team, it's not the not the the brightest and the best stars of the NBA, although they're all good players. Uh, but it's a really well-put-together team, I think, in terms of just shooting, spacing, modern bigs, if you will. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun group. So at noon, if you don't have anything else going on today, check it out. And then you'll get a lot of preseason football this weekend. Louisville City plays on Saturday. I think they're on the road at Birmingham. Uh, so a lot going on in the sports. Racing world. Louisville, they're they're uh, trying to fill the fam. They're trying to sell out Saturday oh, they'll, night. They'll be at home. Yeah. Who do they have? Who do they have? Do you know? Angel City. Oh, from Los Angeles. Yep. I know uh, a lot of their World Cup people are. Not all of them are back, but a lot of them are. Okay. So, is that still happening? I don't know. It's funny how that just fell off the face of the earth when the United States got the World Cup. Yes. Yeah, we got Spain and England playing on Sunday morning at six. Is it the final? That's the final. Yep. Huh. So third place is going to be Sweden versus Australia. Uh, England women are going to beat Spain probably easily. Ooh, you want a little friendly wager? Sure. $600. $600. I said a friendly wager. Yeah, it's friendly. $600. <laughs> no deal. I'm out. All right. We can do a lunch bet. Deal. I'm in. I'll take England. You're taking the Spanish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to kill them. Not even going to be close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we'll see it Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Scoots and I are going to be up for it. Join us on the Thornton sex line. We'll head back to the Thornton sex line to wrap things up. We still have a lot of texts to get to. 502-414-1450. Texter says, man, $49 a night is a steal, but you also may have all your belongings stolen. That is, John, that's what you got to remember if you take scoots up on that $49 offer, which is a, a great deal, is you may get robbed at any moment. He did take me up on that $49 offer. It should be booked any moment now. And uh, he has nothing to worry about. There was never any point where guests were in danger. Just the front desk. If you, so if you would have been a guest at the front desk at that moment, you'd be dead. Mm. D-E-A-D. You'd be dead. Not so much. Oh, and by the way, quick update. They have not caught the guy yet. So the girl who was working the front desk that day, normally she walks to the bus station or the bus stop and takes the bus home. 
but her husband and her dad do no longer want her walking until old buddy's caught. So she has to take an Uber home every day, which is costing her a bunch of money. So we need to catch old buddy. But I don't think you're going to catch him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe not. not. <laughs> I mean, we've had, what was it, 2,000 Kias and Hyundai stolen in this city. We've got more murders by August than I think we've ever had. I'm not sure that they're going to go catch the guy that stole a couple hundred bucks from the hotel cash register. Maybe not. Did he actually Did he actually make off with the money? $249, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He put him at number one criminal in the city. <laughs> In all seriousness, like that is like it's alarming that like people are just so bold and to just go rob a hotel cashier. Well, and her her reason for being scared to walk to the bus stop is I guess after he got the money, he was like asking her for her ID and stuff. And I didn't think that was a big deal, but apparently that that's like a big no no. Like he was gonna harass her, say he knows her name and where she lives and all that. So yeah, I can understand why she's a little scared. Wait, what? Yeah, like after he had gotten the money, he was trying to get her ID, so basically he could just harass her. That's a weird thing for I. That's a weird. I'm not never a heard of that before. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a robber. I've never burglarized a business, but like I thought it was supposed to be pretty timely. Not like give me your social security number. What is the easiest way to get in your home? Give me your work schedule. It, this is a this whole this encounter gets even weirder. So, yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat as you all. I didn't understand the significance of that, but I guess that's a pretty common tactic when people are robbing, so they can basically just use that against that person. Like, if you say anything, I know where you live, I know your name, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. But, okay, I, 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 I get it that you're just providing. Like, I'm not fighting you, Scoot. I'm sure. just, like, yeah. talking yeah. talking out loud. But, like, you that that can check out, but does that guy not think that there's 90 cameras on him in that hotel lobby? Like, the fact that this is getting robbed, like, we're getting robbed, this isn't between you and me anymore. Like, other people are watching. Uh, it, does he think that, like, she was the only one that could snitch? Yeah, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Because, I mean, yeah, there, there we have several cameras that caught him on it. So, yeah, I don't know what. And secondly, like... I would halfway be tempted to be like, okay, here's my information. Like, if you be a real shame if you reached out to me or did something and we end up catching you that way. Good call. You know? Yeah, good call. But then again, I wouldn't really want to roll the dice with that. Exactly. That's totally totally understandable. So did she give him his ID? Uh, No, she did not. That's At that point is when she just took out at the front door and ran. Kind of reminds me loosely of the uh, of the scene in Superbad that gets their whole night kicked off on the wrong. Right. Yep, yep. <laughs> what? Oh, great he, movie. He, he looked like you, so he was a, a Jewish man. <laughs> uh, Texter says I went to the Hitching Post in my in High View for my twenty first birthday. It was wild. Oh man, I bet. Sounds like it. I bet Highview knows how to get after it. Yeah. Isn't that where that house that's going to get burned down is? Isn't Highview? Yep, yep. Uh, but he's fighting it now. Wait, the guy doesn't, doesn't, his... doesn't want his house burned down. Yeah, real wild, right? Well, hey, buddy, I got some bad news. We're, uh, we got a flame. Did, they maybe aren't burning it down though, right? Can, like, right, right. Which here's my thing though is like. I feel like burning things down isn't exactly the best way to deal with hazardous material. I just, 
when they said like, oh, this could be explosive. So you're going to take a flame to it. Like, isn't that the, but shouldn't you do the opposite? It's best to get it over with, you know, just, just burn it all up. Well, it'll be a controlled explosion instead of it maybe just happening by happenstance. I don't know. I didn't really understand it either, but I figured they would know more than us. I would hope, but yeah, uh, maybe they're not. Maybe that house is just going to get to keep being around. And if it is, I'm definitely going to end up appraising it at some point. A texture says that's not how curly hair works, Roush. Well, I I don't really know much about hair, so I'm trusting other people's opinions. Um, another texture on Thorns Texon says, "Creamy scoots at a late '80s, early '90s birthday is a sweet spot. Good enough accessibility growing up, but not overwhelming like it is today." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. No, I even. Loved, I, I mean, I love our childhood. It was like you, we grew up in the payphone era that transitioned to like somebody may have a cell phone, but it wasn't expected that everybody would have a cell phone. And you could kind of, you know, it, it was still, you weren't easily trackable. Which now people like want to track their kids, though, you know, it makes them feel better. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that stuff. On the one hand, like I get, like, hey, let me put like an air tag on my kid's backpack. But on the other hand, no, you know, like you got to kind of trust the kids to to find their way home to figure their own stuff out. But I know that that's easier said than done because you're it's a kid, you're rolling the dice with that. But a lot of people in the in the in human history have been have been okay growing up without being tracked. Yeah, <laughs> there's a large sample size of success there. So I, I think I'll, I'll follow that as well. But who's to say, you know? And who also knows what technology is going to be like in 10 years, Roush? But oh, I, I know couples that, like, have their their spouses, like, where's my, I, you know, you can, like, track where people are on their iPhone. Yeah, it's weird. Do you all, you're not, a, you're not a couple that does that? No, in fact, like, I get, because uh, my in-laws, like my wife's family, they can do that. And it always freaks me out whenever he's like, yeah, well, they're on their way home. <laughs> like from work. And it's just like, ah, I just rather than just show up than knowing where they are at all times. Yeah, I we don't do it. I, I think the wife maybe once mentioned it because she was like, you're going into a bunch of different random houses. It'd be nice if, you know, something happened. And it's just like, yeah, maybe. But no, but no. Uh, Texter says on the Thornton sex line, how good is St. X going to be this year? I was told it's pretty much uh, pretty open between St. X, Mayo, and Trinity, but maybe St. X and Mayo a little step above Trinity is what I heard from somebody that I trust in all this. So I guess St. X should be pretty good. And I'm talking mostly in the city. Supposedly Frederick Douglass will be a, a big-time competitor and St. X and, and Frederick Douglass went head-to-head, -head, looked pretty even in their scrimmage. But in terms of Louisville, it's St. X male, Trinity right there, and then a little bit of a drop-off. I think Manuel probably in that tier following that. But that's just what my buddy who coaches told me. Hey, TJ, on account of that text came in at 12.08, you think that was probably for Spears? No, because I yeah. went to St. X. So yeah. It was probably for me. It was probably for me. <laughs> um. Gosh, I, I just forgot what I was going to say, Scoots. Good job. That was, that was good. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that very much. Oh, uh, Douglas is a 26-and-a-half-point dog to this weekend. They're playing uh, Danny Clark's alma mater, Archbishop Hoban in uh, Canton, Ohio. 
at the uh, Hall of Fame Stadium there for like an opening bowl weekend. That's a shame they couldn't get Archbishop Sycamore on the schedule. Or Bishop, it? was it just Bishop Sycamore? Just Bishop Sycamore, yeah. which I think HBO did a documentary on it. But like, I, I'm good. I I remember how it happened. Yeah, I was I was around. That's big so, dogs though for Frederick Douglass. I, the, I, it's probably not a great sign for like Kentucky high school football, but. Well, no, it's good to go out. Like, I think the bowl games and traveling far for them are uh, a good idea if you're a good football team. I think they're just total waste if you're bad. I mean, Corbin has um, still haven't heard anything on the Smith Twins, by the way, on their eligibility, but they're playing some team from Ohio tonight um, that apparently stinks. They were hoping to get a good game but in their bowl game, but instead – um, Hughes from Cincinnati is supposedly really bad. So, uh, just feels like a waste. Same thing. Boyle County is going to beat the crap out of some team from Indiana tomorrow in the first, in the early leg of the Rafferty's Bowl. It's like, why, why are you driving? That would be miserable to drive three hours just to get your, your ass kicked. St. X is going to beat the crap out of some team from Indiana tonight. That's right. Yeah, they certainly are. Suck it, Hoosiers. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Rough look for Nick. He lost his hair and the state championship. He's one big loss away from just being an all-around loser. Got to step it up, buddy. Whoa. Ah, too late already. Already there. kind of mean. What do we got next? Um, first of all, we know there's one KRC UFO guy, and it's me. Second of all, <laughs> the next UFO story we need to pay attention to is the apparent satellite footage of Malaysia Flight 370 being surrounded by three UFOs and disappearing into what can only be described as some kind of wormhole. I'm going to link a seven-minute YouTube video and give you all the info you need. What makes this video so intriguing is that no one can seem to debunk it. The more people try to prove it's fake, the more evidence arises that seem to prove it's real. Wild. Yeah, I... Uh, that that I does sound wild. I, I meant to watch the video. I actually started it, and then something came up, and I don't remember what it was. So I didn't get to finish it, um, but I, I mean, I'm going to watch it. But I, I kind of draw my line with the alien UFO stuff here. Didn't they find parts and pieces of the Malaysia airline flight, or did that end up not being true? Uh, there was, of- yeah, I think so. There was also one of those documentaries that somebody suggested, and they said it's crazy, and it was way too long, and I couldn't finish it. So it was like four part series. Like I, we don't just make an hour and a half. Okay. Like I, I can believe, and that's the thing. That's the that's the thing about the alien wormhole. Uh, excuse my pun, but is that like I can believe that there's life out there somewhere else. It's almost naive to think that there's not, with just how much how ginormous space is. You can't even we can't even, our brains can't even comprehend that it maybe just goes on forever and ever and ever to the point that it even like loops back. It's wild. It's wild to think about. So I can believe that there may be life out there. I can believe that there's life out there that maybe has technology to go to other places. And I could believe that there could be advanced life enough out there that they could go to other places and eventually go to Earth. But you can kind of catch my drift that I'm taking some like, you know, it's... You're, you're out on the wormhole. It gets tougher and gets tougher to believe. But where, where I can't is that like, there are, is life out there. They can travel. They can travel well enough to get here. They get here and then they can just snap their alien fingers or whatever, you know, digital flanges they may have and just make a wormhole appear out of nowhere. 
and that not only that they can do that, but they just randomly pick one flight and they're just like, you, wormhole, here, now. So I can't do a texter, unfortunately. I'm going to watch the video, but like I, even if it can't be necessarily debunked, I think just like logic and rationale is going to be the debunking for me. But if you're wanting to be the KRC UFO guy, texts like that into the Thornton's text line are going to make you stand above the rest. Certainly will. Certainly will. Um, Texas says, I threw up in a urinal on my 21st birthday and got kicked out of the bar. Those were the days. Oh, he's a 21-year-old on his birthday. Why are we kicking him out? Come on. Um, but you should have found a trough to throw up in. That would have been a real hoot. Hey, uh, Scoots, is that $49 per night rate staying for all KRC listeners? Sure. I don't see why not, but it, there is some some stipulations. You cannot hit me up like two days before you need a room. That's just not going to happen. Like for John, we're two weeks away, so no problem. Just give me ample about, time, and I'll I'll hook it up for you. What about three days? Uh, I mean, preferably with it, not within a week, because that's what my family does, and it drives me nuts. Mm. Gotcha. Okay, I think that that listener's from Canada, so that would be like a hundred and fifty dollars Canadian. I think. Ooh, that's rough. A texture says. TJ, the Manchester is a new hotel that just opened this summer in Lexington. The Lost Palm is the rooftop bar with drinks and app. Very cool spot. Yeah, I mean, no offense, Texture. I read the initial text. Like, I know that those things are those things. I just I didn't know that they He's were. He's never things. been to them or seen them. But you, and you're just being friendly, so I'm not trying to be mean. But you just relayed basically what the other text was. And I just want to go to them. Or that this Texture says it's a very cool spot. Okay. How many floors up is the Lost Palm? Um, if it's the building, I think it is like 20-ish. Ooh. Yeah, like it's a pretty tall building over there. That's like the third tallest building in Lexington probably. Yeah, like it's – yeah. yeah. If it's the building I'm thinking of, like, yeah, it would be 15, 20-ish. It's a pretty tall building. Oh, the texture went on to say, sorry, I skipped off this part. Old dudes date, they should go to Mirror Twin Brewery for beers and pizza for dinner after the game or Corta Lima. Corta Lima for a nicer Mexican dinner with good food and cocktails. Bar Ona is another hidden cool date bar downtown. Group should do Josie's or Winchell's for breakfast slash brunch. Uh, Josie's, yeah, nothing. Josie's is great. I remember Josie's. What was the breakfast place that was open? I still think they have one spot. Roush, that was really popular. Ramsey's. Oh, yeah man. they they moved to uh, Nicholson Road. Aren't they out like near Hamburg or no? I'm not the, well, the, the, I know they have one on Nicholson Road. That's the one I've been to most recently. When they had that spot right there, what was it like High Street, the the corner High right Street there? and Woodlawn or whatever? That was like oh my gosh, I it had such like a weird. That was such a weird building. Such a weird building, a really old building, and they did have like a little patio spot that was actually kind of cool. And anytime an ambulance would come around, they'd do dollar beers, which was frequent because it was Lexington. So it was basically 24-7 ambulances. Uh, Ramsey's. And you could get just like the most ginormous breakfast for like 10 or $11. Those were the days. Texter, thank you so much. I hope that the dating texter is listening to your recommendations and advice. You basically laid it all out there for them. So thank you for that. Uh, today marks the start of something great. The return of football in the bluegrass. Who's y'all's favorite in-state prospect right now? Kentucky could lock up. If only there was someone that could get 21 in a sacks in a season like Roush. 
Alex, I'm not living, willing to give away where I stay and sleep, but I reside in Savannah. Hope you're staying cool out there. Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. <laughs> so we got a Savannah listener. Come on, I mean, South Georgia Wildcat. Just share your share your address on the radio. I mean, if Kentucky gets the Smith Twins, they'll have locked up everybody you want locked up. Like that's they've they've done it. They did is that it. just? I mean, that probably is the right answer there, right? Yeah, so, like there there wasn't any more guys worth getting. Um, at least Kentucky, and from from Kentucky's point of view, um, until the Smith Twins moved back, they already got them all. Which, Good by day. the way, yeah, if you wanted to know, if you're in Northern Kentucky, Abba Selm's at home tonight. So is Willie Rodriguez and Cuffcath. Cuffcath, Simon Kinnan at home. Uh, Hayes Johnson, Taylor County's playing at Mercer County tomorrow. That's when Cutter Bowley will play. We'll have we'll have highlights on the YouTubes out there. So uh, yeah, that's when you can where you can catch your Wildcats. Future Wildcats. Uh, it's it's fun time of the year. Fun time of the year. A texter says. Scooch, do you see a chick up at the bar just drinking her drink solo dolo and you're very interested? Please explain to me in specific detail your shot that you're going to be shooting. Are you approaching that girl or are you going to chicken out? Uh, 99. We all know the answer. Yeah, 99.7% chance that I'm going to chicken out. Just, I don't need that in my life right now. But she's solo dolo. That's fine. She's going to stay solo dolo. Same with me. <laughs> Uh, the X app now has it looking like someone spiked it on concrete. Elon Musk is just a weird dude. It's horrible. I thought something was wrong with my phone yesterday when I saw it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that was weird. That was very weird. Um, Another yeah. texter says, if you guys ever by accident broken an iron club head when taking a normal golf swing, not a great feeling. I've broken a driver head on a normal Same. golf swing. Although my driver, somebody played that hilarious prank where they like unstrap your bag and my bag fell and like everything was fine. And then the next time I went to hit my driver is when the head broke. So I was like, I guarantee you that this is a result to the, the old bag trick. So don't do those tricks. They're stupid. They're expensive. They're not funny. But no, never an iron head for me. I, I did, but it was, well, I mean, I was playing with my dad's clubs. They were top flight clubs from the mid-90s. So, like, yeah, of course. Like they a, were due. Uh, yeah, they, they were due. They were due. Um, the funniest I've seen somebody, though, uh, break a club was they, like, threw a club mid-backswing, but they got too close, and it hit the shaft of his driver, and the driver just snapped in half. So, yeah, that guy was not happy. The, the Woodman Suck tweets in and says, not even 10 floors for that rooftop bar, for what it's worth. Oh, uh, okay. I thought Another texture says, if you could redo a grade level from a grade school all the way to college, what grade level would that be? We're going to skip that one, obviously, because it's not it's dumb. Uh, John here. Happy TJF morning, my friends. I love Red Zone. It makes everything more exciting. Hey, I always like to do a combo grab when drafting for fantasy football. Last season, I burned my first two picks on Mahomes and Kelsey, which led to a fantasy championship. This year, I'm going to pick Mahomes first if I have the opportunity to do so. But this year, I'll likely sky more with Mahomes as well. It might be a combo grab I go after. Do you all do combo grabs? We'll got to go have a great weekend. Talk to you later. I don't intentionally seek them out, John. But if they work out, they work out. I'm, I'm cool with it. Same. And it makes yeah, the team more yeah. fun to watch as well. Yeah, well, and a lot of times for me, it'll be like, I've got the good receiver. Now, okay, I'll take his medium average quarterback. Uh, like I did that with Trevor Lawrence last year. It was ended up being okay at times. Kirby uh, says, I don't mean to be invasive, Roush. Is it a radio trick to say execute like execute, or is it a personal preference? Have a great weekend, boys. Sorry, Kirby. Tried to read it like you spelled it. 
execute. Kirby yeah. says, also, is there a more triggered Twitter fan base on earth than Tennessee when UK gets any compliments? Wild to me how how, how on twilt on tilt they get quickly. I saw that. Yeah. Who was Josh um, Pate said something nice about UK and they all wet their diapers. Yeah. Everybody's saying everybody thinks they're going to be better and they're not. It's like, you mean that they've outperformed the media poll six out of seven years, uh, I think is what Justin Rowland said. So I don't, I don't think that's the case. Kentucky's not usually a typical offseason hype team. It's usually the opposite. A texter says, Louisville has plenty of businesses that will let you moan. Just check 7th Street, but keep it out of the haircut place. <laughs> uh, watch the Johnny Depp Amber Heard documentary on Netflix. She's so hot, I'd be fine with her being crazy and dropping a poo in my bed. Am I alone in this thought? That's gross. New yep. listener here, father of two and three-year-olds that both wake up most mornings between five and six. Finding your show has really helped me get through some early mornings. Keep up the great work. Oh, hey, God bless you. you. We appreciate that. I'm glad to help out a little bit. Yeah, and Roush is right. Holy Cross opens with the renovated stadium today against North Harden. I'll be out there to check it out. I'll take the Cougars 27-21. Moog, what are they doing? That that stadium's going to be awesome, but why are you opening the stadium against 6A North Harden or 5A North Harden? you got to play somebody you're going to beat. Dream big. Nick, do you know if the sales is going to improve any? They were bad last year, and that's from Steve. He's a 69 alum. They didn't win a game, so there's only one way to go, and that's up. They no way they went the whole season without winning a game, right? They went the whole season without winning a game. My heavens! Just watched America's Most Wanted number six on top ten with Scoot's Hotel Burglar. That's true. <laughs> I saw the same episode. The Scoot's Hotel raid is a great deal for KRC listeners. Hopefully, a listener knows a good shrink to deal with the PTSD from the crime there. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, go Tigers, go to sales, go who's peaking got tonight. No idea. No idea. They're gonna lose by they, 40, so I'm not paying attention. Oh my head. They, they got the pokins. No, no. The peaking the peaking and the pokins. Yeah. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll see you on Bro. Monday. We'll be a little closer to football season. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big